One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Checks have passed. I am Pete Donaldson, and I'm joined by Luke Moore. It is your Thursday dose, your Thursday re-upping of the Luke and Pete show. I do hope you keep them well, wherever you may be uh, enjoying a post-COVID world out there. It's out of trouble, yeah? Yeah. Somebody, no I mean, good, good, good morning, afternoon, slash evening to all our lovely listeners. Um, I, I mean, I said earlier in a conversation with you, didn't I, Pete? I said the post-COVID world, but I suppose mm. technically it probably is Very much still around. Yeah, and we probably yeah. shouldn't be saying it's post-COVID, mm. should we? Mm. Well, we've both had it, so <laughs> we've not both had it. I don't, I don't know. I bought a couple of testing kits, like to test the, um, uh, what they're called, the, the the little things after you've had it. Antibodies. It tells test. you whether you've had it or not. Antibodies. Because um, I thought, oh, I wonder if I had it. That's, that's interesting. Um, and I bought it privately, so you can't shout at me for taking it out of people who need it. But um, I just thought it would be quite interesting because there, there was that guy who got re-infected uh, in Hong Kong uh, last that week. Con- is that confirmed? It was apparently confirmed, yeah. I, I, I would probably trust their government over ones north of the border. But um, yeah, they were, he was uh, he was reintroduced to it and he showed no symptoms, which is kind of how vaccines work, I suppose, isn't it? Right. Yeah, give them a little taste. Right. Give your body a little taste, a little something, and then you don't want it anymore. What had oh, this, this guy done wrong to be in the firing line of this? He's just constantly smooching. Just he's <laughs> he's he's Hong Kong's smoochiest man. He just cannot stop smooching. <laughs> Did you get the antibody test through? Have you done it yet? Yeah, then I've not done it yet because I, I just I just look. I keep looking at the brown box that it's in, going, "I've got." bleed into that haven't i i'll oh. I'll, I'll do that next week bleeding into a box <laughs> I do i'm busy on the i'm uh, busy i've got podcast to edit mate that's my that's my edit finger that's the m on the adobe audition uh edit that i have to press yeah exactly i, I, I remember um, seeing seeing a thing about um there was and i'm not a scientist i'm not an epidemiologist i don't know anything about this so take this story as it's intended i.e anecdotally but i remember a few months ago seeing a, a news story that you know oh can can covid be passed from um cats and dogs to humans like is it is it is this an infection route that we haven't considered and this could this be a, a factor and then and i don't know what the latest thinking is i haven't looked it up but i i was watching a news bulletin like i say back in about april time or whatever and this guy was doing a a, a vt where he was saying that you know 
the evidence at the moment is 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 sketchy. We're not really sure. And at the end, he had this cat with him. And at the end, he just looks down at the cat and goes to the camera. But don't forget, cats are also a surface. And it's like, <laughs> and it just me, exactly. It just made me think. Yeah, yeah, they are a surface. But I mean, yeah, it's just a bit, bit weird surfaces, to do it that it? way. <laughs> It, it is, but yeah, I, I was thinking that. I like people are going, "Can we catch it from pets?" He's going, "Surely you can catch it from bananas. You can catch it from everything." Yeah, <laughs> it's a yeah. surface. Yeah, Remember, and, and um, a surface. You, you should definitely, you should definitely update me and our lovely listeners about how you get on with your antibody test. I'm sure people will be on tenterhooks wondering what. what yeah, the, should I do that as a as a look, <laughs> look and peach your feature? Like when we ate that Whether space food. With, yeah, yeah. Eating space food, uh, find out if I am a carrier of, 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 of a disease that may kill people. Cool. Yeah. Or Brilliant. remember the time you you boasted that you could drink a litre of water in 20 seconds or whatever it was? I like to think that um, that was my... Uh, That's why you that, hate that, the analogy that, 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 that prevented me from catching COVID. I was just so full of water. <laughs> it was it would be diluted in my body because I had an extra gallon of water in my mouth. It's also, um, for, for regular Pete Donaldson followers, it was a big um, plot twist because you are famously anti-water, aren't you? Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care for it. No. I, you know, I, I know where it is. I know where to get some if I need some, but it's just not important to me. Before 1998, no one drank water. They didn't. They didn't. And, and people pretend that we did. We didn't. We didn't. We were fine. We <laughs> didn't. We didn't crumble. We did, we weren't desiccated. We we were fine. Yeah. And now we've got a chow down on loads of water. How many wees do you do a day? I think I do about three. Well, it's a good question because I do get a little bit paranoid mm. when I'm not hydrated enough these days. I've kind of turned to everything right. I hate. When I was a kid, if you, when I was like seventeen, if you had said to me. Oh, make sure you stay hydrated. You don't want to get dehydrated. I literally would have been like, oh, what? Leave me alone. Now I am quite paranoid that I'm not hydrated enough. So sometimes I'll go to town and drink a load of water. And um, mm. and yeah, but to answer your question, probably five or six, I would say. <laughs> right. Okay. Do, you, do, you, do, you get, do you Now you're of a certain age like me. Do you get to a certain point in the night where you have to get up and go for a wee? No, never. I'm, 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 I'm really proud. I, I never do that um, either. It's my, uh, I, I, I think my prostate's in good in good nick, probably because of the um, frequent masturbation I indulge in. But um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm never going to the loo in the night. I'm, I'm I can go to, to. I've said this on the show before. I'm quite pleased with the fact that I can, with a smile on my face, uh, go to sleep with a full bladder, and I'll just I'll just deal with it when I get up. Why have you got a smile? I do have terrible. Yeah, because I'm just content. I'm going. There'll be a lot of people at this point. Some people we've worked with, Jim Campbell, goes the way. He goes for a wee every five seconds in the day. Yeah. Um, he can't. He's, he will not. He will not abide water in his bladder at any point. He thinks it is an invasion. Yeah. Uh, he thinks <laughs> it is. It's his own personal crime here, and he and he wants him out. He wants the water out. Well, I, th- um, I think very... some people's attitude just needs to change about it. I don't mean Jim, who I find right. Um, perfect. Uh, who I find perfectly all of his agree- attitudes. I find him perfectly agreeable most of the time. Uh, but I think I think some people. It's all to do with your attitude towards it, isn't it? Like, mm. so I reckon with some people when they say I need to go for a wee, they probably don't. They just think, oh, it'd be quite nice to go for one, but yes, you don't need exactly. one in quotes. You don't, you it's don't a, but it's like, one. I don't need to live my life like this. I don't need to live my life like this with wee in my bladder. No. That's what they're saying. And I, I think that's a perfectly valid way to think about it. What's the but optimum I do amount, think that people, What? What's the optimum amount? Because on my Nalgene, I've got like all the measurements in 100 milliliter sections up to a, up to a litre. If I could get that drawn on the side of my bladder... And maybe try to actively be able to see it. 
Like maybe you know, like Google well, Glass, right where you get like all the information. If I could get like mm. a bit of information that says how full my bladder is, I could probably regulate it a bit more easily. Well, there's two kinds of wheeze. Um, there are wheeze that if you are doing it outside, um, it's too long and you're going to get caught by somebody. Yeah. Um, that, 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 that's too long a wee. Uh, or there is the three minutes, approaching three minutes um, stream that only dads do. I do um, on, Yeah, where well, you I'm get up in the morning just, and you're just like, and you're just like, wow, that's like the sort of wee I saw my dad or heard my dad do. Yeah. And it's incredible. Like the capacity in my dad's bladder was was and continues to be incredible is your dad got part of his bladder that he wears on a chain around the neck <laughs> my mum and dad do have a horrible hot i mean and i mean disgusting uh habit of uh only flushing on number twos uh, it's it's disgusting it is the worst they think that they're saving water um they, they were never interested in saving the earth or saving water back in the day yeah. they used horse pipes suddenly they've, they've they've got to a certain age and they think that they'll save money somehow they're not even on a water meter They'll save money if they don't flush uh, wheeze, just yeah. flush the poos. So one of the, rec- one, of the rec- one of the recommendations to save water is to take a take a slash in the shower, isn't it? Uh, is it really? Yeah, because you you basically because you're washing anyway, and mm. like you know if you're washing dirt of yourself, you go and play football, and you accidentally slide in a load of dog muck, right? You're going to mm. get in the shower and wash that off, and it's going to go down the sa- down the plug hole. So I think people's general thing is like, if you're going to have a shower anyway, you might as well take a piss in the shower. And oh, then, yeah, I, I, I've weed in the shower. I, I don't know. But, they, but this is the thing, Pete, this is, and this is the theme that you and I are kind of tapping into here. Things change all the time. Back in the day, like I'm telling you now, 20 years ago, if you went out there and said that you took a piss in the shower, people would be up in arms. They'd be fuming. If you did it on Big Brother, remember? Big Brother, wasn't there? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Now the man with the, the moustache. <laughs> now you now can't, you can't the now, now, now these days, you should assume that any time someone takes a shower at your house, they're fucking taking a piss. Look, we both worked in a um, in a building, uh, Capital Radio, now uh, Global. Got to mention um, on Monday pres- as well, didn't it, Capital Radio? I know. I presume that the showers still exist on the, the ground floor near Royston Boyston's um, uh, little desk. Yeah. Um, I know for certain uh, that uh, one of the XFM producers, ex-XFM producers, uh, did a shit in the shower um, and uh, was really proud of it. Really proud of it. I think I know who that was. Can I give the initials? Um. Yeah, fuck it. He's a dirty little boy. Is it? Is the initials P R? It was. Yes, yeah. It was. So anybody I didn't even knows, know that story. And I guess really that. <laughs> dirty little boy. I worked um, at a yeah, company so he... once, Pete, where um, they had. Uh, I'm not going to tell you which company. They had a um, a Christmas party at a certain venue, and the venue wasn't that far away from the office, right? right. And the office was open 24 hours. What I mean by that, not that people were necessarily in there 24 hours, but some people were, and your pass would, to get you in would work 24 hours. So very similar to Capital Radio, although it wasn't yeah. Capital Radio. And right. um, uh, I, I wonder what kind of organisation would require 24-hour broadcasting <laughs> that you've worked for recently. <laughs> in fact, you know what, Pete? It wasn't a broadcaster. So, oh, was it? No. Yeah, oh, joke's well, on you. Well, that's one down, isn't it? That's one yeah. down. So now you should be able to work out who it is. But anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so so what happened was we got a memo through a day after the Christmas party saying, oh, from now on. Um, oh, no, sorry. It was it was the day before the Christmas party saying, oh, by the way, right. your passes won't work post um, 11 p.m. tonight or whatever, but they will be activated again um, at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. I was oh, like, that's, a, that's a bit weird. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Mm. And basically, anyway, I did a little bit of digging around, and it turned out what happened was someone got really drunk and went back to the office and thought, oh, I'll just get their head down. 
Um, but they ended up, um, sadly, um, obviously quite drunk, sadly shitting themselves in the office, mm. soiling mm. themselves. And so um, mm. the, the top brass were like, well, we can't really have that happening again. And so they stopped it happening. But having said that, I used to go back to the, I used to go into that company sometimes and I would go in the morning. Sometimes I'd go in early if I had like a load of work to do. And there was a quite a well celebrated uh, grad scheme there where a load of guys who just finished uni or they were just in their final year of uni yeah. would be working there as well. And some of them um, would regularly be sleeping on the sofas just to sleep off a night at the pub because they didn't want to go all the way home or whatever because uh, they live with their parents still or whatever. And it's quite funny because what they would all do to a man or woman, but it was mostly men, let's be honest, um, they, the, 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 the lights in the office were motion sensitive. You know the ones in our office at Stack, they're motion sensitive. Yeah, yeah. So what they would do... <laughs> Is they would all tie pieces of clothing around their faces and blindfold themselves so it wouldn't wake mm. themselves up. So it would just be, you'd walk in, it would literally be like some kind of enhanced ter- interrogation had been going on. It was, it was horrendous. <laughs> like people, it was like oh, they'd been spent... waterboarded. Oh, I, 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 on more than one occasion, I, I slept in the drum room, in which is obviously incredibly well insulated for sound. Uh, Chris Denman's uh, drum room. And a current chamber. Um, and it's like an anechoic, it's like an anechoic chamber. Very, very peaceful. Uh, you couldn't hear a bloody thing. It was fantastic. Yeah, apart from your own thoughts, though. Yeah, don't don't need them. Don't need more of them. No, can don't I, need more be, of them than I, than I actually need. Can I change trains entirely and just say something we forgot to mention on Monday, uh, which Yours. I really do want to mention today? Very, very sad about the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, yeah. Just what? There's no. It, no one should ever lose their life that young. Um, but what fucking dignity to yeah. go like that? Fuck me. I Jesus. agree, yeah. I, I think the dignity is exactly right. I mean, I couldn't believe what I was reading in today's society about how he was able to, you know, as you rightly say, with dignity, like continue his life, live his life, affect so many people in the world positively, do so much good for so many people, be so symbolic for such a big amount of people as well also carry on his personal struggles like completely in private and also what a close-knit group of family and friends he must have had because not one person knew about that no one leaked it no one talked about it credit to them there's videos of him visiting hospitals with terminally ill kids and and doing loads of really good bits for for charity and stuff while all the time living through his own private struggle incredibly affecting there's a video that he did on either jimmy kimmel or jimmy fan i was getting both mixed up where he gets um members of the black community to come to jimmy kimmel i think it is gets members of the black community to come into a curtained off room and talk to black panther the picture, yeah, and yeah. say and say what it means to them to for the film to be there and stuff, and then Chadwick Boseman comes out. My God, yeah. I was in floods of tears watching that. Oh, mate, like, it, I, was I, so I, it was it was it was it was a, it was the night after it was the day after the night out as well, and I was I was watching him like talking about the two kids with cancer. So I was mm. I was done. I was absolutely done. This is incredible yeah. story. So sad. What a, what an amazing life and career cut tragically short. It was so so sad. But I mean, what an amazing contribution to the world he's made. I mean, the atmosphere in the cinema when I went to go see Black Panther was unbelievable. It was I, I've never seen. Uh, 
a, a, a movie at the cinema. Obviously, I, I live in West Norwood, right, which is it's got a quite a you know, sizable black community, and I I lived completely in ignorance to my own shame that like how much this movie and this character and this idea meant to so many people. When we're in the cinema, mm. the atmosphere was completely palpable. It was incredible to be a part of. It really was amazing. I, I was completely ignorant of how important, how symbolic, and how uh, necessary that movie was it's far greater than some of its parts like the social and cultural impact of that movie will live on for a very very long time and obviously he was the key part of it and 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 some of the things that have come out since he sadly passed away about the things he insisted upon in the production meetings and how the film should go and the things that should happen and shouldn't happen and how true to his like morals and to his, and to his values and beliefs he was and he was he was willing to sacrifice essentially being in the movie or the movie happening he said if you're going to do it it's got to be done properly it's got to be done like this and this is why this is important so his his impact and his his legacy is 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 there for everyone to to witness i'm I'm, I'm sad that it is a legacy so early because he was only 43 but what a contribution he's made yeah, and 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 I, I won't pretend to, to to have even seen Black Panther. I I just don't watch a lot of um, superhero movies. I'm not familiar with the actual characters themselves, but it was really refreshing to sort of see. It wasn't just um, a, a movie um, stuck with a, a, a huge proportion of uh, black actors. It was a, it was an African. Uh, there was a lot of African voices in there as well, which is which is obviously even more rare than that. So yeah. It, 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 I, I really, um, to my eternal shame, I've, I've not actually watched it, but uh, but yeah, he, he seems like uh, quite a, quite, it, it, quite a performer and quite a man. And you know what? I mean, I don't think refreshing is probably not the right word, but for want of a better word, um, maybe it was relieving actually to see that the handling of the announcement of his sad passing and how it was dealt with, it wasn't dealt with by being broke by some awful tabloid or on yeah. TMZ or anything like that. It was dealt with properly. It was the announcement was allowed to be made in the right time by the right people. They were allowed to own the message. I know it sounds really kind of sad and like a little bit pathetic to say about owning the message in quotes, but like sadly these days, so many things are broken in like horrific ways. The one that always, the one that always um, I always think of that really, I find like, astonishing that people haven't been, taken to task about this is that do you remember mick jagger's um partner um took her own life really sadly like she Mm. she committed suicide and one tabloid i forget which one it was they ran photos in the paper of him getting the news broken to him on the phone because he was on tour over the other side of the world and the picture of his like haunted face like old man done a lot of stuff in his life like made a huge contribution to society like you know not that any of that stuff should make any difference anyway but i mean the indignity of it was I found that almost like staggering how bad it was. Mm. And I I hope that kind of stuff never repeated. But in this case, I mean, it was done in a dignified way and in a respectful and classy way. And I think that's a really important thing to to note as well, actually in today's modern society, sadly. Mm. Yeah, and and to see the people who you know were accusing him of you know he'd obviously lost a lot of weight uh, months before he died. And yeah. He appeared. Um, I think talking about maybe I think it was maybe a bit about um, Joe Biden's running mate Kamala Harris. Um, I think people sort of guys. Oh look at me, he's on drugs or something like that. I think I people, a lot people of people assumed it's for a film role, didn't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I hope those people. Not. You know, I, I wish. You know, I guess a lot of people wish it, wish it would have been, but um, yeah, yeah it was. Uh, it's. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, 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 I really, I really want to, um, yeah, I really want to sort of, sort of mark that because um, 
Yeah, massively. It's a very rare, dignified, um, and a lot of people don't get, you know, through no fault of their own frequently, that they they don't have that same, um, unless it's, unless they go very, very quickly indeed, they they don't, they're not afforded that luxury of, uh, of, of of losing, of losing their life in in, in that manner, um, in a very public forum. But, uh, yeah, credit to his family that that he was able to do that and credit to, to the people he worked with as well. Absolutely. Let's take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we will do some more of your lovely emails. All right, then. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Football's back and we are here to laugh about it. Hellenius in the League Cup, he was trying to like defend with his hands and he yanked his yeah. shorts down. Straight off. See you later. Yeah. But Hellenius got the shot away, which I thought was very professional. Yes. <laughs> Whether it's players losing their pants or managers losing their shit. And I thought about that when, <laughs> when you could just hear Morty <laughs> shouting at Pablo Fornells. And then he just loses all, yeah. all sense of himself at the end when, when Fornells blazes it over. And like, oh. yeah. <laughs> that was the noise. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the Football Rambler here every day with new episodes covering the lighter side of football. I walked past a trophy shop at the weekend and said, we're only allowing one person in at a time. Nobody wants any fucking trophies, mate. <laughs> Don't worry, but no one, there's nothing happening. Also, no it's a cheat. Null and void. Your five-a-side league is null and void. Piss off. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. He went through it, and all you hear is, Shoot, Pablo! Yeah. Shoot! Yeah. <laughs> finish! Finish! Oh, finish. <laughs> Pablo! This was a Stakhanov production. And we're back on the Luke and the Pete show. We are squaring away some of your emails. If you want to get to the show, it's really simple. Open your email client. It might be on a desktop. You might be looking at it through a really expensive old um, Apple monitor like Luke is. Uh, just head on <laughs> over to 
Outlook Express or Gmail or whatever, and tap away. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. It's as simple as that. Shout uh, out and the just let us know what crew. you're up to. Pete, shout, shout out the Hotmail crew. Hotmail the AOL uh, Posse, the Yahoo Collective. Shout out their, the uh, me.coms. The me.coms. Me.coms. Is that an old Microsoft thing? Um, yeah. An old uh, Mac thing? I think it is, yeah. Me.com. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Classic. Uh, it Classic. Is, whatever your um, email client is, though, the email address remains the same. As Pete says, hello at com. I've got an email here, Peter, from our friend Phil. Uh, Phil Blue. has emailed in saying, hi, guys. Your conversation about the teaching of religion in schools on Monday's show took me back to my school days at a Catholic school in the 1980s. Insert joke here. Um, For as long as I can remember, I'd taken religious teachings and stories to be double-think. I assumed we all really knew it was bollocks, but all had an unspoken agreement not to acknowledge it. As it mostly seemed to be coming from a good place, I had no desire to challenge the status quo. I was surprisingly advanced in my school years, when I was disabused of this belief, we were uh, we were tasked in class to speak about our faith, and each of us took turns at paying lip service to the topic. But eventually, one of my classmates got up and spoke with such fervour that I was genuinely taken aback uh, with the realisation that he actually believed in this stuff. Um, years later, though, I was interested to read that my double think view is shared by a not insignificant proportion of the clergy. Anonymous surveys among clergy members have shown the number of priests and vicars secretly holding atheistic or agnostic views could be as high as one in six. But they reconcile this by focusing on the benefits they feel they are bringing to the communities they work in. Not sure why I feel the need to share this. Uh, I just thought it was interesting. Thanks, Phil. Now, I, I bring this to the table, not to denigrate or to mock anyone's beliefs, wherever they may be, entirely their own personal choice. But this in, this situation about um, perhaps members of the clergy who don't, who no longer um, have the beliefs that they that they you know they, they profess to, to have and is is a very interesting thing for me, Pete. And I just want to take it down a slightly different angle. It's because if it's the only thing you know and it's the thing you've trained at your whole life, whatever the profession is be very very difficult to to kind of stop it or change it or you know if you get to 50 years old and you've got to try something completely new or embark on a totally new career regardless of the fact that theologically and it's it's very much bound up in in your entire existence must be a hugely difficult thing to deal with right yeah and and socially and i mean i guess we are we're two people who support underwhelming football teams so in many ways we're very much like members of the clergy who uh, <laughs> don't, don't believe in our clubs uh but yeah you're right i, I think um I, I do like the idea of somebody doing a job like that and 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 it being incredibly vocational at the start of it um losing a little bit of that faith and questioning questioning why you're doing it uh, as you would do any job i think um but then sort of getting so much out of a job and, and finding a job so fulfilling that you um sort of think well look I, I i may not believe about the big guy but i think i'm probably doing some pretty good work yeah. i'm probably being an all right chap and people seem to like what i'm doing so <laughs> yeah yeah but, to, to have I mean, such they, a fulfilling would, job but, is but pete if you if you are an, if you are for example a vicar in a small town in england say and, and you have to have two Christmas dinners, and you are Don French. <laughs> oh, and a new mysterious man comes to town. You're not quite sure about him. He's sexy, but you don't trust him. Could happen, that's what I'm saying. It could happen. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, shall I move on to the next yeah. email? Why not? Um, 
Um, Brendan. Uh, he actually calls himself your old pal, Friendy. Oh, we've had him before. Like. He's a regular. We've had him before. Yeah. Hello, Luke Lupit. For some reason, I cannot see or hear the world without coronavirus judgments these days. It's usually just seeing an, an all-time movie uh, where people high-five or strangers kiss or cuddle or stand too close on my TV. And my mind straight away thinks of simpler times. We get away with that kind of thing. Simpler times, like listening to the back catalogue of the Luke and Pete show uh, in episode seven, where Luke tells a story about a Vietnamese gentleman and his son eating bats like olives for over 50 years in the jungle without getting sick. To which Pete responds, there you go. What does that tell you? Eat a bat, mate. Uh, Diet advice worthy of a pandemic in true Pete form. Wouldn't have it any other way. I love the show. I, I remember that. Do you remember that, Pete? Do you? I don't really remember that. A man eating them like um, olives. They're too big for olives. How big are your olives you're eating? I don't really, I don't really like olives anyway. I'm not really. Really, a fan, that's you know? a big shout. What's wrong with you? Come on. No. There's so kind of there's so many different variations. You can put all kinds of. You can hide all kinds of bits in there. Like what? Uh, garlic or little pebbles. <laughs> Your little little olive trick. Bogies. Oh, I broke my teeth. Bogies. But you could hide uh, a, a not inconsiderable amount of bogies in there. Definitely. <laughs> Can I ask a question about bogeys? Uh, if you want, yeah. Or for our American brothers and sisters, boogers, I guess you'd call them. Boogers. Right. Mm. So if you if, if someone takes a bogey from their nose, right, yes. and they've got it, and if they waited long enough, would it just dry out into dust? I don't think it would dry out into dust. It would just harden, wouldn't it? Because, I mean, it's Eventually just... Eventually, um... it would dry out into dust, surely. Because apparently, like, 90% of dust, household dust, is like dead human skin, right? Yeah, so it'll just be just, it'll just be like lumps of carbon, wouldn't it? I mean, it would lose a lot of its size, yeah, but it but it's it's just kind of soggy. It would just harden into like a, a green kind of hard but, but paste. My, like the reason glue, for my question is that you don't just see a load of hardened bogies everywhere, do you? Well, you, it depends on how dry your nose is, I suppose. You have you no, sort I mean, of like just all over the place. Dry? Oh yeah, but I mean, where are you flicking your bogies? I'm not flicking them anywhere. I'm just saying. Put them in the bin, you how, dirty boy. How many? You know, we found out on this show once that there's like 17 million flies for every human being on Earth, right? Yes. Right. If there's even just 10 bogeys for every human being on Earth, right, that's 70 or 80 billion bogeys. So where are they? Are you they? wondering where... Well, where's the poos? Where's the... Where, 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 you know, it all comes out of us, doesn't it? So it goes <laughs> to a certain place, goes in a hanky. <laughs> hanky, granddad. Hanky. I've never seen you in a hanky, ever. No, no, I've not. I was, I was talking to my, uh, I was, I met over, over a uh, WhatsApp call, video call, my, um, my new niece, little baby Sophie, and she's, uh, and she's an adorable little thing, but she's got a terrible cold at the moment. So everyone's just sneezing in the house. They, they live up in Stockport. Um, I think they've just come out of lockdown. They've just come out of lockdown. Well, what's, uh, what's, um, was... what's the deal with, deal with her bogies? Um, well, she, well, I, they've got one of those little kind of um, turkey basters that you suck them up, suck up the baby snot with. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, where, are what do you snotty. do after that? They um, are snotty. Mm. Shout out my um, my niece Betsy, who's um, going to be five in October. She just graduated from uh, nursery, got a uh, mortarboard and gown and everything. It's very <laughs> yeah, cute. Really get a mortarboard oh, and also, gown. by the way, another thing. Shout out um, Jules Breach's new dog, Pablo. Oh, hello, yes. Brand new puppy. More of that, please. That, if that dog is not in the, abs- uh, the, the, the Stakhanov uh, office, and he said absolute radio, the Stakhanov <laughs> office in the next month, it's still real to me, damn it. Um, 
uh, yeah, if that's not in the office uh, in the next month, I'm going to be furious. Yeah, she, do dogs get shots? Do dogs need shots? I think dogs need shots, don't they? Yeah, they, she's, they um, I think Pablo's mm. had um, is um, is inoculation now because I think you only right. get them just just after you take ownership, if you like, of a dog. Like when we had our cats, you only you can only get them after a certain amount of weeks old because they need to be with their mother. But if, yeah, but which, it, I mean, Jules, Jules is legally rabid. She's, she's got all kinds, <laughs> yeah. all kinds of nonsense. But you know, I, I heard we a have story. to have shots to work with her. I heard a story of, uh, I can't remember where this came from. I'm hoping it wasn't um, on this show. I mean, I guess it could have been. But I heard a story that um, a couple of people, like a, I don't know, like a, a man and his wife or whatever, wanted to um, wanted a new dog. And they heard long, that you know someone had this, this litter of puppies and they wanted one. And so they sent a couple of pictures or whatever. Hmm. And the baby, the, the dog, the puppy was like very, very young. And like, oh yeah, that's fine. That looks amazing. Like a little golden retriever or whatever. And like the next day, they got like a ring on the doorbell. Went down to answer the door, and this bloke just gave them this puppy, and it was like a week old. And they were like, "Yeah, I'm not sure I should have this puppy now." And he was like, "No, no, it's fine." Right. And they had to take it to the vet, and the vet was like, "Yeah, you shouldn't have this." But I mean, I think they need to be like ten weeks old before you can even take them. Right. So I yeah, think the vet okay. has to do a lot of the. Um, if you the infill work, if you like, <laughs> what do they do? Like put them in an incubator, or what did, I, I'm confused. Like what do all the mothering? I don't know. You know, like um, the super vet Noel Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yes. That's it. Um, the, the dog had to suck on his uh, breast. <laughs> yeah, so he had to rear it. Yeah, had yeah. to sire the, the the young the young dog. Well, yeah. fair play. Look, D- dogs can be too young sometimes. Did you know that um, like the song "Toxic" by Britney Spears was written about the super vet? Um, no, because that's not l- true. Um, I read that. Now, it is true. It's written by Kathy Dennis, Snop- and she was married to him. I'm, s- I'm snops in it. I'm, s- I'm, I'm calling a snops. Snopes, will you like me? Apparently, I'm not talking about both. <laughs> Snop away, mate. Snop away, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, so I've got yeah, another email no. here from um, someone who'd like to remain anonymous, so it's probably best that I read it out. It's probably best you do it, yeah. I mean, it's one of these emails where you think, okay, you want to re- remain anonymous. That's your right. Yeah. It's absolutely your right. right. I will mm-hmm. honor it, yep. I will adhere to it. The content of the email doesn't give you any reason to be named anonymous whatsoever. But anyway, up to yeah, you. Okay. Uh, hello, Luke and Pete. Uh, listening to your talk about Death Valley took me back to a holiday with my family back in 1969. Bought his first real six string. Um, I remember my dad driving his Chevy Impala through the night to avoid the daytime heat and not using the air con. We survived the drive by drinking cold juice and sucking on ice that we kept in a cooler box. Still, I, I nonetheless, I had my first heat stroke there. I was only three, but I still remember the horrid heat and the pounding headache. Another place in the U.S. famous for its blazing summer heat is Arizona. And when I was living there, a local news channel showed a man frying an egg on his car bonnet. I was told that it's an annual tradition, but I'm glad I now live in more humane conditions in London. Thanks for your amusing chit-chat. Um, I love it when um, news crews go down to wherever in 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 uh, like a major city and they try and fry a um, an egg on the on, on the um, on the pavement. It it re it, it 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 it's like the silly season, isn't it? They've got nothing else to report on. Yeah, uh, twenty twenty. We, we've been starved of these stories, to be quite frank. Uh, like the only thing I've seen recently. Somebody was trying to. Somebody was flying a drone uh, in the sky, and they got some drone footage uh, just off the Florida coast, 
checking out the beaches and the towers. Um, helicopter comes tearing past so very close. Um, it's, 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 it's where it, it's basically the, the drone's gone way higher than it should have done. And it nearly took down a helicopter. Very Whoa. frightening footage. Very frightening. Footage. I was at Pete. I was in, I went for a walk with Mimi to Seven Sisters a couple of weeks back. You might remember. Mm. And, um, as we were walking back along, um, Seven Sisters, which for those who don't know, is like um, a series of white cliffs on the south coast of the UK. Beautiful place to go for a walk. Quite famous around these parts for, for a nice place to walk along the coast. And you can get quite close to the cliff edge. I mean, there's, most of the parts, yeah. there's no there's no fence stop when you're going to the cliff edge or whatever. So you can walk relatively close. And uh, it's quite high, be a few hundred feet high. And um, as we were walking back, I just heard this amazing noise, like f- full-on loud noise. And turn round, and a Chinook helicopter, you know the one with the double rotors, mm. that must that came so close to the cliff that we could see the people sitting in it, uh, and it yeah. was about twenty <laughs> feet off the cliff, and it flew so cool. right past us down the coast. It was it was one of those things where you thought, did that actually happen? Very very strange. <laughs> There's no absolutely no reason for it to be flying that low, like no reason. Oh, I love it. It's really absolutely exciting. Love that. Got a lot. Got a lot of time for that. Yeah. It was like I was in Call of Duty. I then bundled Mimi to the floor and said, give me some cover. And then I um, it was, uh, hand grenade of the yeah. noob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, put a, uh, uh, I had a rocket launcher. I uh, just took down took down the Chinook and yeah, just everything was fine. Um, uh, and I was, I was uh, I got a mate who was just um, landed a couple of weeks ago in Baghdad. He had two weeks in uh, in isolation because of the COVID and stuff, and, and now he's in he's in Baghdad, and he's literally living in a, a shipping crater, a crate, not crater, crater, uh, oh, <laughs> a shipping crate, uh, and he's got like air condition, he's got like a little air conditioning unit, um, and he shares this shower, which uh, he, he 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 stays with his um this American uh, lot, and um, apparently they don't clean the shower very. It looks absolutely foul, but he just seems to spend all of his time um, working out and playing. <laughs> and reading Robbie Fowler's autobiography. I'll get FIFA at least. Get FIFA at least, mate. He, I don't know. He's a prev guy. It's weird. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. He's always been a man off the, off the beaten track. But it was fascinating to see the living conditions. You fancy a trip out and, there? Uh, I'd, go, I'd go to Baghdad. I mean, it's, it's, it, I think you can fly commercially to Baghdad, can't you? Change in Turkey, man. No, no idea. No idea. Um, yeah. On that note, though, Peter, before you do pack up your things and your old kit bag mm. and head off to Baghdad, we should probably head say to goodbye Baghdad. to our listeners. Well, I think it's probably a good idea, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's get out of here. Thank you very much for listening to the Luke and Pete Show. It's been brilliant to have your company as ever. You can email us. You can get in touch by sending us a missive to hello at com. We are at Luke and Pete Show on Twitter, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods, uh, telling people how lovely we are and how much of a nice time you have listening to us. And that would be greatly appreciated. Have a lovely weekend. We'll see you again on Monday. It's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from that man as well. Ta ta.
was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. 